God's peace be with you in Christ our Lord. My name is Michael Larson, and I serve as parish pastor at Luther Memorial Chapel in Shorewood, Wisconsin. Thank you for joining us today to meditate upon God's Holy Word. Today we celebrate the eighth Sunday after Trinity. Uh, this day, historically in the church year, is known as the Sunday of the Good and Bad Trees. And our gospel comes from St. Matthew chapter 7. And I will read to you just a couple verses. Jesus said, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jeremiah, in our first reading today, warns the leaders of Judah for misleading God's people. You see, there were prophets and teachers running around telling all the folks just what they wanted to hear. They would say to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And they would say to those who stubbornly followed their own hearts, don't worry, no disaster will come upon you. Jeremiah is calling out all the milk-toast, wishy-washy preachers of his day, the ones who simply tell the folks what they want to hear. Those leaders of Judah should have been warning sinners of the judgment to come, calling them back to God's word, but they didn't. Instead, the false preachers allowed the people to slide into idolatry and immorality. In our second reading from Acts, Paul speaks in a fatherly way to the preachers at Ephesus. He reminds them, I did not fail to declare to you the whole counsel of God. This whole counsel of God means that Paul is reminding them that he preached to them the entire scriptures, the law and the gospel, as all preachers should. Paul goes on, Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock, for I know that after my departure fierce wolves will come in among you, and there will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Just like Jeremiah, Paul is warning the folks of fierce wolves, and by that he means false teachers who will preach contrary to the gospel, contrary to salvation by Christ alone, grace alone, faith alone. But to really get the picture this morning, let's hear it from Christ our Lord. The two verses preceding our gospel text this morning are these. Jesus says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. This comes right in the center of the Sermon on the Mount, which shows us our sins and describes the path which we, as repentant children of God, must walk. The narrow gate is the word of God. It alone is our light and our salvation. We pray, therefore, that we would not be led astray, but would remain on the path. And how do we remain on the path? Well, first, Jesus provides some words of warning. Beware of false prophets 
who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. It is these false prophets who seek to lead astray those on the narrow way. And how will you recognize these false prophets? Well, it's not easy, because they won't introduce themselves as wolves, but as sheep. They may even wear clergy collars and have reverend next to their name. The whole world may think well of them, but Jesus says you will recognize those wolves in sheep's clothing, but not by their looks, but by their fruits. And what does that mean? Are the fruits how many followers they've got? How popular they are? No way. Jesus says you will recognize them by their fruits, and that means you will recognize them by their words, by what they teach, their doctrine. Therefore, every Christian has the duty to know and understand what the Bible teaches, so that, in the words of Paul, we would not be tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. And the best way to do this to stay in the path and avoid false teachers, is therefore to know the Bible, to read it regularly, and especially also to learn and pray the Catechism by heart. The Catechism is simply the best summary of the Bible ever made available. In the Ten Commandments, we learn God's law and will for our lives. In the Creed, we confess what Christ has done for us and for our salvation. The Lord's Prayer shows us the holy life of faith. Then we have the sacraments, holy baptism, which unites us with the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, confession and absolution, which strengthens our faith and gives us comfort and help against sin and temptation. And finally, in the sixth chief part of the Catechism, we learn about the Lord's Supper, how it gives us Christ's body and blood and medicine against our sinful flesh, the trouble of this world, and the temptations of the devil. This sacrament is given that we might learn to believe that Christ, out of great love, died for us. And we learn from this sacrament, therefore, also how to love God and love our neighbor. The Ten Commandments, the Creed, the Lord's Prayer, Holy Baptism, Confession and Absolution, and the Lord's Supper, those are six chief parts that we should learn. And to learn them is to have a Ph.D. in the Bible, to know the very heart of God, and through your understanding of the Catechism, you will be prepared to identify false belief and false teachers when they try to deceive. The Catechism will highlight the following. A true prophet preaches repentance, exposing sins, and pointing to Christ alone for salvation. A false prophet will teach people to justify, rationalize, and overlook sin. A true prophet preaches justification by grace through faith. A false prophet will teach that one needs to just be a good person, follow various rules and regulations, and live right in order to be saved. The false prophet dangles the gospel just out of your reach, teaching you what you must do to get it. But Christ does no such thing. He sees you helpless and says, Son, daughter, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. The gospel is God telling you that for the sake of the obedience and suffering of Jesus, all your sins are forgiven. It is this gospel and this preaching that actually creates faith. We trust in Jesus and what he has done and promises. How can you be absolutely sure who the true prophet is? Well, to begin with, there is really only one true prophet, 
and that is Christ himself. He is the word of God in the flesh and the fulfillment of all prophecy. He alone has the words of eternal life. The solid rock upon which the church is built are the words of Jesus, and everything else is sinking sand. This morning our Lord preaches to us about good and bad trees. Christ is truly the good tree, who bears good fruit on the tree of the cross. Just look at him there on Good Friday, bearing the curse for sinful man. Look at his arms stretched out and raised like the limbs of a tree. And just look at the fruits that flow from that tree to the altar today, refreshing water and cleansing blood for the forgiveness of your sins. Beware of false prophets. Beware of anyone who teaches anything except Christ and him crucified. Beware and flee to your Jesus, your shepherd, who himself has triumphed victoriously over the infernal wolf. Listen to his voice, eat and drink the feast of his salvation, and so enter in through the narrow gate, which is Christ, your light and your salvation. In the name of Jesus, amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We thank you for joining us today and meditating upon the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you are interested in visiting Luther Memorial Chapel, our worship services are Sunday morning at 8 and 9 a.m. and Monday evening at 7 p.m. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen. <laughs>